Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. We're going to continue our series this morning. In this series, we started about last week, Growing in the Lord. This message is the part three of the message. In the part one of the message, we identified seven fundamental principles for spiritual growth, spiritual development. We saw from the word of God that God wants us to grow. It's the desire of God to grow. It's the plan of God for us to grow. Many children of God don't know that God wants them to grow. If we do not grow, we cannot reap, we cannot take, we cannot experience all the things that God has prepared for us we cannot participate in his divine nature. We cannot experience the goodies that was made available for us when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. We need to grow. We need to grow and become all that God wants us to be. The privileges, the rights, the positions we have in God. We will not be able to experience it if we don't grow. I know you are saved. I know you are born again. I know you have become a child of God. That is great, but you cannot just stay at salvation. You must grow. If you don't grow, if you don't develop yourself, if you don't develop your spirituality, if you don't grow in the things of God, you will deprive, you will rob yourselves of all the privileges, the rights, and the positions you have in Christ Jesus. Let's turn our Bibles quickly to Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. You will see explicitly what I'm trying to tell you. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 1, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as is a child, defereth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Yes, though you are born again, though everything is yours in Christ Jesus, like the Bible says, but if you don't grow, you will not be different from somebody who is not a child of God. That's what he's saying. You will not be different from somebody who has no inheritance, who is not a heir. What happens to men begins to happen to you. What happens to people begins to happen to you. There is no difference to show in your life that you belong to a special species order. That you are not ordinary. You are a child of God. So ladies and gentlemen, we need to grow. We must grow. And you must put your focus on spiritual development, growing up in the things of God. And I shared with you, or I'm planning to share all with you, the seven principles that needs to be in place in your life, working concurrently. Seven principles that should be in your lifestyle that you have inculcated. And when these seven principles are there, you will see that you'll be on a tangent, always growing. Your light is shining brighter and brighter because it's working. In fact, these seven things are things you should always check. If anything is wrong in your life, you should always go through this list and check them. Is there any way I am bringing distorted growth into my life? Or I'm not growing the way I ought to grow. You know, like in the physical, if you are short of some vitamins, you can be short. You can't be shooting yourself in the leg in the area of your growth. Things may not be going right in the direction they should go. Praise God. So the first thing we learned 
was that you have to learn to forget. It's a principle. Now, all these principles, you learn them. Nobody was born with them. You learn them after becoming a child of God. You learn them. You keep on learning them. You never get to the point that you say, I've graduated in my learning. No. You keep on learning to forget. You learn it. You grow in it. Forgetting the good things that have happened and forgetting the bad things that have happened. Forgetting the mistakes. Forgetting the sins you've committed. You have to learn to forget. The second one we learned was we have to learn to forgive. And this has held a lot of Christians in unnecessary bondage. People have lost their healing. People have given up on healing. People have not stepped into their healing because they have so much hung on to unforgiveness. Oh, unforgiveness is the fastest way demons can get into the life of a believer. It's always a problem. How people say they are forgiven but they haven't forgiven. How people say they are forgiven, but they haven't forgotten. How people say they are forgiven, but they are still holding on. You are only doing yourself disservice. That person you refuse to forgive is enjoying his or her life wherever he or she is. Some of you, some people haven't forgiven their past relationship. Somebody dumped you, and so what? Praise God. And you have hung on to that. Your life assignment now is to see that it's not going to be well with that person. And you have given it all your attention. Praise God. Checking the person out on Facebook, on Twitter, blocked you here, you chose another name, pursue, pursue, overtake until you recover all. Forgive, let go. Amen? Is that person's loss? Can't value you enough. Too bad. It's that person's loss. Amen? Some of us, we haven't forgiven our best friends that hurt us years ago. You turned it into the fight of the century. Praise God. Turned it into the reason why you live now. It's just to fight that your best friend and tell his or her story all over the world. Before anybody says I've been hurt, you say you don't know hurt. Let me tell you my story. Praise God. And so on and so forth. Forgive. Tell your neighbor, forgive. If you do not forgive and forget, like the Bible says, you rob yourself of your future. Don't be hung on your past. You have a great future. Can I hear it from your lips? I have a great future. I can't be tied to my past. Yesterday is gone forever. A new day is coming for me. If you believe that, shout yes! Glory be to God. Number three, not only are we to forget, not only are we to forgive, we must learn to pray. Be a prayerful person. God wants you to pray. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to cave in and not to give up. Give yourself to prayer. Nobody was born a prayer warrior from heaven. Everybody learned to pray here on the earth. If Jesus, the very son of God, had to learn to pray. The Bible says even Jesus, in Romans 5, 8, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Listen to me, Jesus had to learn some things in this flesh. You need to learn. One of the things you must learn is how to pray. Give yourself to prayer. Don't be a prayerless Christian. 
You can't grow spiritually if you are prayerless. Have prayer bodies. Move around people who pray. Hang around the church that prays. Stick to prayer. In this local assembly, we have days we've given to prayer. Two hours every Wednesday. The whole church is invited for intercession. Don't be a stranger that time. Don't be entertaining visitors that time. You should be at the place of prayer. One of the benefits you get by going for prayer meetings is part of the grace to pray rubs on you. Put it in your calendar. Recruit your friends. If you know it's your friends that are disturbing you, recruit your friends. Take them to the place of prayer. After all, they invite you to restaurants and for coffee and everything. Bring them also to the place of prayer. Let them come and learn to pray. Pray at all times. Give yourself to prayer. I love this church not because I pastor it. Of course, I love it because I pastor it, but that's not the only reason. I love it because the people in this church pray. Do you know there's no day in this church we don't pray? Every day prayers are said. Every day prayers are said. At least I can convincingly, convincingly beat my chest that there is no day that two hours of prayers are not said on this altar. And it has increased, but I can't beat my chest for the increase now until I, I monitor it, I spy it out. The Lord confirms that they are really praying. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because all the leaders in this church have been arranged. They have to come to this church and pray. It's a praying church. My house shall be called the house of prayer. We must pray. Pray at all times. Pray. You never know. You never know what the enemy is doing behind doors. And when miracle signs and wonders begin to take place, it's because prayers are being said. Praise God. A couple just walked up to me. I was sharing the testimony last week. They have been believing God for a while. I told them there's no barren person in this church. Praise God. And that's one testimony we hold on to. There is nobody that walks to this church claiming that, oh, they have been waiting. Whether it's 24 years, whether it's nine years, it's a done deal. Praise God. One of the reasons this takes place is continual prayer. Continual prayer brings the anointing to be strong. Hallelujah. And things happen. Whether people gather to lay hands or not lay, lay legs, things still happen. Just for the couple to tell me that, Pastor, we thank God for your life. We know you have been very concerned, but the Lord has done it. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love it when things like that happen. There's somebody in this church right now, Immigration Canada has told this person to pack his or her baggages so that you wouldn't know whether it's his, he, or, he or she. Now, they, they told her to pack. Okay. They told him or her to pack his or her baggages and leave. And the person was about to leave until another member of the church said, because the person was new to this church then, said, have you, have you told pastor? said, no, oh, I think you should. The person put a call through me. I said, I know. one of the words I gave the person after we met later is, there's nobody. 
that has entered this church by the grace of God, by the power of God, that has ever been given a letter to leave. Nobody has ever called. Even those they said they advised to go against all odds. When they left the borders, the same people who wrote them wrote them back to come back. One is sitting in this church right now as I'm talking. One is sitting here. Nobody. All these things are by the power of what? God. What makes it happen? Continual prayer. When you pray. You see, you are clapping now. You enjoy it. But some people sweat it out. Amen? It makes life easy when you pray. Dangers that should come will not come. There was a lady during this week cried up to me. No, last week. Cried up to me. What happened? One of our children was in danger list in the hospital. Something happened. Did a surgery. It went wrong. And in a nutshell, it should have taken the lad's life. But you see, when prayers are said continually. Amen. I'm glad to let you know, last week, been discharged. Clean bill of health. Why? Prayers are said continually. Prayers are said continually. So we must pray. You that you are not praying, you are not contributing your own quarter. Don't become a prey for the enemy. You also need to pray. He says men ought always to pray and not to faint. If Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, had to pray, who are you not to pray? Who are you not to pray? That's why every believer, how many believers? Every believer must give him or herself continually to prayer. Do your own part. Two hours a week is not too much. Amen? Two hours a week. You watch three-hour movie every day, and you are not tired. So why can't you pray for two hours? Amen? Come on, tell your neighbor, pray. Oh, say it like you mean it, pray. Number four in spiritual development, which we took in the first service this morning, is what? Learn to believe. Work on your belief system. A lot of Christians have relaxed on their belief system. Their belief system is not up to par. Their belief system, the gap in their belief system is too much. They have not worked on it. They have not closed the gap. They have not built their belief system. Their belief system is not strong, so it cannot activate strong faith. Your belief is what your faith is standing on. When it is too weak, your faith can't work. Your belief. Do you really believe? Many people believe like, like uh, Thomas. When I see, I believe. When I touch, I believe. When I put my hand through the nails of his hand, I will believe. When I touch his side, because I saw them, they pierced his side. I will believe. That belief system is hanging on five senses. 
just what you can see, what you can taste, what you can hear, what you can touch, only on your senses. That is not the belief system you need. You still have a sixth sense. It's called the sense of faith. And that faith is standing on your belief system. The Bible says Abraham was not weak in faith, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. How was he strong? He did not believe. I mean, he did not see anything that should encourage his belief. Hello? He had low spam count, if you want to put it that way in today's language. The wife's womb has gone. Uh, our own is not menopause, it's meliniopause. She has gone beyond menopause. The womb was not there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Two different things. The Bible says hope was against him. He had no hope. But the Bible says he still believes God. When you don't see any sign, do you still believe? Have you walked on yourself to that level? That I don't see wind, I don't see rain, but the valley can still be filled. Hello? That's where you need to build yourself to. Build your believing system. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. It's not every time you have a headache you go for medication. No. Spend time to build your belief system a little bit. Hello? Please, if you don't have, if you have zero belief system, go for your med. You don't say, Pastor said, uh -huh. praise God. Let's balance it off. Glory be to God. Are you with me? So number five. Number five this awesome afternoon. Learn to worship. What did I say? Learn to worship. Learn to worship. Worship is what we need to learn. Many in our generation do not give worship its place. And that's why our growth is truncated. Worship, even the believer of the 21st century, believes that it's not yet part of the service. When you ask an average believer in the 21st century, has the service started? No, it's worship that is going on. You mean worship is not part of the service? We have not learned to worship. We have not put the value of worship on worship. We don't know how dear worship is to God. That is one level. The people who don't know the value of worship. The second level is people who only worship him when they come to church. The only time they can worship God. In fact, they can't worship God without instruments. Instruments must be playing. That's the only time. You don't find them after Sunday. It's next Sunday before they can worship God. It's not their lifestyle. It's not part of their life. How can you grow without worship? How can you get into deep experiences with God? How can you enjoy the manifestation of the Spirit, the love of God being showered over you? No wonder you see worship going on today. People, they are believers that have never shed tears in worship. They've never known how to go deep into worship. And this is what you should learn. Listen to me. Some of you that have experienced it, you should even go deeper in your worship. Oh, worship is unique. 
Worship is all we'll be doing when we get to heaven. Worship is so important to God. We were born, we were created to worship him. We are created for him and to worship him. Praise God. Out of our own volition. This is what pleases God. This is our design. And every time you take it a step further to develop yourself in worship, beloved, he takes you to a newer dimension of spiritual growth. You begin to see that you can hear his voice clearly. You begin to see. Many people want to hear the voice of God. Many people want to hear. But the deepest union between you and God is your spirit uniting with his spirit. And that activity takes place only in worship. In worship. This, you see, you should take out time. Days. You will spend hours. Some people, when they spend 15 minutes worshiping God, they are tired already. Oh, let, let me correct myself. It's okay to start with 15 minutes. In fact, it's okay to start with five minutes. But don't stay there. Do you understand? Don't stay. Don't be a 10 minutes worshiper. Don't stay there. That's still too shallow. If the Bible is saying in the book of Revelation, it took him 30 minutes to get up. God just wants to stand. He just wants to get up from his seat, from his throne. Are you listening to me? It's because, can you imagine his, how majestic this God is? Just to get up, just to stand up from his throne. It takes him half an hour just to get up. He, it's not that he's starting. He, he just wants to get up. He, it's half an hour, half an hour to get up. And you say 10 minutes, you're tired. You haven't even gotten him off to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening to me this morning? Get into deep worship. Get into a personal worship. Begin to worship God. Make it your goal. Make it your assignment to worship him. Because that's what you are born for. You are born to be his dwelling place. A home for the presence of our king. Fulfill destiny by going to deeper worship. Are you listening to me? You learn it. But how do I begin to learn? Let me see what the word of God says. Let me see the heart of God for this first. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I know the choir will enjoy this. Because this is your core call. Amen. You want to begin to flow in a different anointing choir. This is, this is, this is for you. This is for you. When you go deep into worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody loves the presence of God here? This is what you do to bring that atmosphere. Who can tell me the atmosphere that is in heaven right now? It's an atmosphere of worship. Worship never ceases. It never stops. So when you are worshiping from here, what are you bringing to your atmosphere? What are you bringing to your atmosphere? The atmosphere of his throne. You are bringing the same atmosphere in his throne into your room. You are connecting with heaven's ambience. Only worship can do that. Only worship. And the more you do it, the more you do it, the deeper you go. The experiences cannot be communicated in human words. 
There are times in worship you just keep quiet. You, you don't know what to do. Words can't express it anymore. How many people know what I'm talking about? Have you been there? You can, words cannot express it. Hallelujah. God will take you there. You see, the more this takes place in your life, you just see that there is an anchor of your soul that is connected. An anchor of your spirit that is just intertwined with the spirit. The more you do it, the deeper you go. Praise God. The clearer you hear his voice, the clearer you see visions, the clearer you just begin to grow in the things of God. There are some things you have struggled with in life. When you get to this realm of worship, those things will live of their own accord. You just say, my life is not for that. <laughs> it's too precious to mingle with that. Hallelujah. I've seen people struggle with addiction. Addiction. People struggle with various things in their lives. You get to this realm. Get to this realm. Praise God. I know what it means to struggle. Praise God. My struggle can be in a different field, but I know what it means to struggle. For example, the day my wife said, I can't eat bread again. Can you imagine bread? Immediately I told her, Jesus is the bread of life. You can't do that to me. You can't cut bread from my diet. I mean, I love bread. You know bread with butter on it? You want to take bread away from my diet? You can't do that. Praise God. She brought something. She said, it's wheat bread, brown bread. I said, no. Jesus is white. He's holy. He's... I quoted every scripture I can to get bread back on my diet. Do you know when I left bread, I did not know. Do you know when I stopped eating bread, I did not know when I stopped eating bread. I said, wow, it's gone. It's left. Praise God. Or the day she said, I can't eat red meat again. No more red meat. It's chicken and fish in the house now. Can you imagine meat when the Bible says kill and eat? That's why he told Peter, kill, eat. It's good. You want to take red meat from my diet? <laughs> I mean, Sister Janice, steak. Can you take steak out of the diet? Praise God. But do you know the stuff? I've given up eating red meat now about three, four years ago. Look at me. It's not even showing. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Okay, let's go back to worship, all right? Okay. John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. Glory be to God. What I'm trying to say with all those illustrations, it becomes so easy. If you know how I'll be tight with these two things I just mentioned, it could, I, I myself can't believe I could leave them. I can't. But do you know what? When I left them, just like that. And I'm going to show you how it's made possible. But the hour cometh, and now is. When is? Now. Everybody say now. Now is. Don't postpone it. Now is. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in what? In spirit and in truth. 
For the Father does what? Seeketh such to worship him. The next verse. Now, listen, God is looking for. Now, so that means in worship, it, make, it, it brings you to another category. We are the ones who are often looking for God. But according to this scripture, who is looking for you in worship? Who? God is looking for you. So that means even if I can't find him, when I switch to worship, guess what? He's coming for me. That's when you say, your goodness is running after. He's running after. That's what it is. Because in worship, he actually, when you say goodness, you are talking of glory. <laughs> you see, his glory looks for you in worship. So why won't I worship him? Tell me. He says he's looking for me. So every time I worship him, he's looking for me. So the less I worship him, the less I'm robbing myself of him coming after me. We're not yet there. We're building it. <laughs> Sink on that a little bit. Hallelujah. That means... You don't have to be in a particular place again to worship God. I don't have to wait for Sunday morning. Sunday morning is good. It's great. It renews me. It, it gives vitality into what I do in worship. But I don't have to wait till next Sunday before I have that experience. I can have it on Monday. I can have it this evening. I can have it in the middle of the night. I can have it tomorrow morning. When I wake up and ready to go to work, I can carry that experience with me. He says we can worship him in spirit and in truth. God does not need to dwell in buildings anymore. He has chosen. In the old covenant, he used to dwell in the holy of holies. Praise God. But in the new covenant, he has chosen to dwell where? This is what we were dealing with on Friday. Where has God chosen to dwell? In our bodies, in us. Praise God. So when, how do I activate the God that is dwelling in me? How do I activate him? In worship. It's not real to most of us because we have not activated him in us. Of a fact, he lives in us. Legally, he lives in us. But how can we experience his living in us? It's in worship. Praise God. Oh, beloved, you must learn to grow in this area. To give yourself in worship. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 3.16, put it on the board. He said he's not dwelling in buildings anymore. He's dwelling in our bodies. My body is a sanctuary. My body is his dwelling place. It's a home for the presence of the Lord. He said, know ye not... That ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells where? Dwells in me. Praise God. The Lord has enabled us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. We can worship him in spirit. So our spirit can always connect with his spirit. Glory. 1 Corinthians 14.2 Let me show you one thing that happens. About the activities of the spirit. <laughs> divine secrets. Everybody said divine secrets. Oh, this is where we are going. This is how you begin to grow. 
God begins to show you divine secrets. Hallelujah. Things that are not common to men is revealed to you. Oh, I love this realm. I love it. I love it. This is what makes Christianity exciting. I feel like telling people, you are not yet a Christian until you begin to experience this. But that's wrong. Hallelujah. You're a Christian already. Amen. But this is where it is sweet. In golf, you see, there's something we call the sweet spot. Effortlessly, when you roll the stick and you hit the ball, when you hit it at the right place, effortlessly the ball will be flying. Oh, you don't play golf. Praise God. It's well. It's well. I don't blame you. The first, I've attempted taking my wife to the golf course. How many times now, man? Oh, you are tired of counting. He just, I'll go tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. Praise God. Now, where are we? First Corinthians 14.2. Are we there? Now, where is the spirit of God? It dwells in us, in our body. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, I told you where our, our spirit communicates directly with our body. You remember when I was doing that teaching? In, that's why you need to come for Bible study. Praise God. Our, body, our spirit communicates directly with our body. That only takes place when we speak in tongues. Very good. For he that speaketh is an untold tongue, speaketh not unto men. That's why, you see, when people say, oh, you don't even know what you're saying. You're speaking in tongues. You don't even know. Who are you speaking to? God. Did he say you are speaking to men? Should they know what you are saying? So anytime somebody challenges you with that, tell them it's not your business. I'm not talking to you. I'm speaking mysteries to God. You got it? But unto God, for no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit, he speaketh what? Mysteries. He speaks secrets. Secrets are being communicated. That is what the effort uh, Moffat translation says about that. Moffat translation says he is talking divine secrets in the spirit. That's what happens when we begin to worship God. Divine secrets are being communicated. Glory be to God. That's when God will begin to unfold deep things to you. You see that business you want to start? Don't do it that way. Ah, but everybody has advised me to do it this way. God says, no, leave it. In fact, this is what you should do. Really? Wow, but this doesn't make sense. But because he says it, I will do it. Praise God. And what begins to happen? Whoa, you just found out that the best thing that can ever happen to you in that business just happened to you. Why? Divine secrets. Divine secrets. Divine secrets. Food you shouldn't eat anymore. I'm not trying to protest my bread, but food you shouldn't eat anymore. Praise God. Divine secrets. Are you listening to me? Divine secrets. Divine secrets. We need this, ladies and gentlemen. Our time is fast spent. Times... There are times we should get alone with God 
and worship him with other tongues. Practice this regularly. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because what are you doing then when you are worshiping in other tongues? What are you doing? What did I just show you in the scriptures? You are, what is taking place? Divine secrets have been released. What will take you deeper into the things of God. You must, and listen, this is how you learn in worshiping. Take out time. What did I say? Take out time. In the beginning of the year, every year, I'll mark up my calendar. That's the first thing I do. You cannot fix anything on that date. No. It's fixed for something. Praise God. You see, we live in a busy world unless you mark it out. You will lose out of these deep things. I see more and more. The other day, my, myself and my son, we were talking that how people have missed out because this day of time consciousness and everything, we have missed out of true fellowship. I was saying, a message? You, we, do you know how long it took me training myself constantly to shut down, to shut down, to shut down? But sometimes after Sunday, people will say, great message, and I will laugh because I know they received nothing. That's even not up to one-tenth of what I had on the inside of me. But can people sit down? That's the time they will remind me that the bench is wooden bench. You don't get that. That the bench in our t- <laughs> the pew is hard on the back, I was told. Praise God. In those days, the 45 minutes you're giving me to preach today, my pastor has just talked about his wife and family, what took place in the week. 45 minutes. Because in those days, when you are coming to church, you are not just coming to church, you are coming to family. And you want to know the latest news. What happens in pastor's family this week? What happened? Did mama behave very well? Or is pastor that didn't behave well this week? And in it, what, as they are sharing what took place in their lives that week, you will get a three-CD, power-packed family message in that 45 minutes. We didn't used to sit for marriage seminar, all the things that I was saying. We don't sit for that. It's inside the message you get that. Flippantly. Just by knowing what's going on is what it did during the week. Then after that, he will teach us the word. After teaching us the word, then we'll go to manifestation of the spirit. After manifestation of the spirit, then we will start fellowship. That's church. And after that, people will not still want to go home. Say, oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Why don't you build one tabernacle for Moses? Build one for, let us stay here and not go. Praise God. Uh, are already looking at me with one eye. Are you planning to exceed time today? No, I'm not. I'm not exceeding time. But what I'm saying is this. Listen to me. On this learning worship, take out time. Mark your calendars. It could be a Saturday. It could be on your day off. Spend protracted time. 
just worshiping God. Don't go with requests. Leave requests alone. Leave, Daddy, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Leave all that alone. Learn to just go to the presence of God and worship. All I just want to do is just worship you. And blow in tongues. Pray in the spirit in those moments. Pray. Mark it out. I'm doing 12 to 3 today. It's a Saturday. 12 noon to 3 p.m. No disturbance. Phone off. Everything off. And keep on worshiping God. Keep on worshiping God. You come as you begin to build that consistently. Now, some of you, you, I'm not going to encourage you to start with three hours. You might not even have the stamina for that, except it's supernatural. Some of you can get supernatural visitations, and three hours will look like three minutes. But what I'm saying is discipline yourself. Can you start with like 30 minutes of worship? And after that, you can build it to one hour. After that, you can build it to a protracted time. It's just you and God soaking yourself, soaking yourself in the presence of God. Protracted time. If you do this consistently for six months and nothing happens to you, call me a fake man of God. You will get encounters you can't believe. You'll be asking yourself, so this existed all the while. So this is possible all the while. From these experiences, like I told you, divine secrets. You will find yourself in a day sometimes, you say, I've seen this before. I've seen this day before. You saw it in the spirit, you didn't know. <laughs> you saw it in the spirit. Praise God. You begin to have encounters. You begin to have divine secrets released into your spirit. Things you did not know. Things you know you don't have the capacity to know. But boom, it's going to drop in your spirit. It can be a project worker at work. And there's no solution. But you too, you don't know what you're saying. You're just saying, you just open your mouth and you begin to explain, explain. Say, oh, this is it. Ta, ta, ta. Oh, he just solved it. Where did it come from? From above. You begin to grow. You begin to know more of God. Rise up on your feet like a champion today. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.